This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. James Golden, a.k.a. Post Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And welcome to our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC Worldwide. You can give us a telephone call if you'd like from anywhere on the planet. 800-848-WABC is the number, 800-848-9222. And, of course, we are going to continue the discussions on what has transpired over the last two weeks with shootings, mass shootings in America. I will just tell you that before this program began today, I was embroiled in a massive argument with my chief engineer, who's a gun nut, (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. Who? Uh, because I am, I am, I, I opened my conversation with him by saying, you know, I hear myself saying some things, and I'm starting to sound in a way like a liberal, and I'm not a liberal, but I'm at the point where I'm just just fed up with what is going on in this country, and I have been fed up. I mean, how many more of these shootings are the American public and American parents supposed to endure? before there is some kind of concrete action, before something is different instead of the status quo. Now, I have been focused on a few things. Number one, I do agree with, and this is mainly conservatives. In fact, guys in the control room, let's have uh, Ted Cruz's sound bites uh, ready Because Ted Cruz, among other people, have been talking about this idea that we need to harden schools. And also, you know, there is a Republican effort. There has been a Republican effort that was blocked. We're going to have Senator Ron Johnson on probably Tuesday. He was one of the people that actually, he and uh, Senator Rick Scott wrote legislation, school safety measure, and Chuck Schumer, New York's Chuck Schumer, New York's Chuck Schumer, once again, New York, your senator, Chuck Schumer, blocked school safety legislation because it is partisan issue. They posture all the time about how they want kids safe, but when it comes to actually doing something, you see that they don't. They'd rather have the political talking points. But anyway, I do agree with the position that some Republicans have that these quote-unquote targets need to be hardened. 
Now, I think there has to be a much better way of expressing that than saying we need to harden the targets. But what it means essentially is make it so difficult for an intruder to come into a school that automatically there's less chance of something like this happening. Let us remember something in this situation in in Texas. The shooter walked right in. There was a door that was propped open by a teacher. He walked right in. There was no security. There was nothing stopping this, this evil human being from walking into that school. Nothing stopped him. There wasn't an encounter with the so-called security force at the school. Uh, and, and that was what was in earlier reports. That did not happen. That did not happen. He walked right in. And then, if you're looking at all the other news reports from this week, it was an hour before he was stopped. One hour. And the federal border patrol agent that actually did enter, then finally breached the school, did so after the local law enforcement told them to stand down too. So, of course, the local Uvalde law enforcement officers are now under attack for being cowards. In fact, one of the uh, sports uh, teams in the United States, the the, the Giants, the, the baseball team, the Giants, their manager says he's no longer going to stand up for the national anthem until things change because we are not the land of the brave. And, I mean, people, this has people incensed, as it should. But there's a long history of this. Now, there are also extremists who want to insist. You'll hear people, if we go to these Ted Cruz cuts, and let's do a few of them, um, because you'll, this, this guy news reporting this is just liberals that and this is the way that they've been handling cut nine fellas this is the way that they have been handling reporting on this let's listen to what happened with ted cruz earlier in the week uh when he was assailed by british journalists in america about the school shooting go there are 19 sets of parents who who are never going to get to kiss their child goodnight Again, is this the moment to reform gun laws? You know, it's it's easy to go to politics, but it's important. It's at the heart of the issue. I, I get that. That's where the media likes to go. No, it's not. It's where many of the people we've talked to here like to go. The proposals from Democrats in the media, inevitably, when some violent psychopath murders people, a violent psychopath who's able to get a weapon so easily, eighteen-year-old with two. AR-15s. If you want to stop violent crime, the proposals the Democrats have, none of them would have stopped this. But why does this only happen in your country? I really think that's what many people around the world just, they cannot fathom. Why only in America? Why is this American exceptionalism so awful? You know, I'm sorry you think American exceptionalism is awful. I think this aspect, I think this aspect of it. You got your political agenda. No, it's God, honestly, God love you. Senator, it's no, not. I just want to understand why you do not think that guns are the problem. Why is this just an American problem? Well, it is just an American problem, sir. No, it's 
Mr. Cruz, why is America the only country that faces this kind of you know what? mass shooting? But you can't answer that. You can't answer that, can you, sir? You can't answer that. Why you know, is this country? Why is it that people come from all over the world to America? Because it's the freest, most prosperous, safest so country on maybe Earth. The, and it may be the freest, maybe the most popular. Why are our kids dying in <laughs> Okay, now, let us remember something from our friends across the pond, these little liberals from across the pond. Number one, Princess Di, and we will have her on later, actually looked into this claim that it only happens in America, and it is not true. This is a total lie that this only happens in America. And if we have to revisit that when Princess Di comes on, we will. But let us remember something about what goes on in the U.K. Machete attacks people walking down across bridges and you have 14, 13 or whatever it was, the number of people stabbed with multiple fatalities. You have pipe bombs going off. You have terrorism going off in in Britain. Remember what happens in in Japan. It doesn't happen with the frequency that things happen here, but do you remember the gas attack on the subways and the subway system there? You can look around the world and find heinous behavior that happens from horrible, evil people, monsters walking around in human bodies. So, and this, and these, and these journalists, you heard this journalist, these two Brits, this only happens in America. You can't answer that, can you? You can't answer that, can you? They sound just like Democrat political opposition, which is what they are. They're political activists posing as journalists. And Sky News, really? Go deal with your problems over there in Britain. And you've got a bunch of them. Now, it is true that the Brits do not have anywhere near the amount of gun violence that we do in the United States. It is true that most most British people can't own a, a firearm. That's true. And because most Brits can't own a firearm, there's significantly less gun violence in Great Britain. But you know what else happens in Great Britain? It was easy enough And in Europe, where you have these stringent laws, what happened in Europe? If it wasn't for the United States of America, us gun-toting people over here in the United States of America, all the Brits and the French would be speaking German today. And they'd have a German government today. We are the ones that when they don't have weapons, who do they come looking for weapons? to save their heinies. They come to America, and we, on two major occasions in world history, have saved their heinies with American lives. And that's part of the American exceptionalism that this little Cretan reporter apparently doesn't understand, doesn't get, or doesn't care about from Sky News. Cut 12. Ted Cruz was on Fox News, and this is the Republicans have tried to pass measures to enhance school safety. Let's go, Cut 12. We need to do something, but the something is not the the empty political posturing 
uh, of people like, you know, Beto O'Rourke, who shows up and tries to turn it into a, a political event instead of instead of a, a briefing with the police about a horrific mass murder that just happened. The something we can do is we can pass legislation. It's interesting. I was listening to what you were saying, Jesse. I've introduced legislation that would do much of that. In 2013, I introduced legislation that would spend $300 million on federal grants to harden schools, to make them safer, to make them more protected. The Democrats filibustered that legislation. I've introduced legislation to, to say schools like this elementary school behind me can get federal grants to harden their security, to put in bulletproof doors, bulletproof glass, to put in armed police officers to protect kids. $1.3 billion in federal funds that are available. Again, the Democrats blocked a vote on it. And the Democrats blocked Ron Johnson's measure. They, they blocked Ron Johnson and Rick Scott's measure. And in either case, these measures would. See, this is the problem. The claim is that Republicans don't want to do anything about these continued attacks on America's children. And it is simply not true. Democrats see this as an opportunity to talk to their voters and say, see, these evil Republicans don't want to do anything. Because the mainstream press in this country is not making any kind of big deal that Republican plans don't get passed. First of all, you don't even know what's in Republican plans because they never report it. I challenge any of you, tell me what's in the plans. Because you're not going to see it on any of the mainstream news outlets. They will not report it. Secondly, the Democrats block it, as they routinely do. And then they march on their high horse and say, whoa, 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 Republicans don't want to do anything. And then they send their activists out into the streets to help reinforce that notion. The progressives are out in force. The NRA is having a convention in Houston this week. My goodness, it's a circus outside. There's a circus with liberals and progressives and their horrible assertions that they're making. And there are more horrible assertions being made, in some cases, in quarters in the mainstream media. We'll get to that when we get back. This is Bo Snerdling. James Golden with you here. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We have a lot to cover this morning, and we're going to cover it. You want to be part of it, hit us up, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Keep that WABC app with you all the time. You can listen live worldwide on the 77 WABC app or online at wabcradio.com. James Golden, Bo Snurley, coming right back after this. Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on the air. 77 WABC. MJ brings us back on 77 WABC in New York. Remember tonight, Music Radio with Cousin Brucey. And remember, we've got Tony Orlando here. We've also got Dina Martin. Music Radio, WABC on the weekends. This song gave us 
the birth of the moonwalk. If you remember the Motown's 25th anniversary special was when Michael Jackson introduced the moonwalk and people were just blown away. And this was the song he was uh, performing. Uh, WABC Talk Radio 77, of course, your calls are welcome, 800-848-WABC, all morning long. Have your first cup of coffee with us here. Okay, there's a Democrat strategist. This is from BizPack Review this morning. A, Dem- a Democrat strategist, his name is uh, Adam Parkhomenko. He's a strategist for the Democrats. Listen to this comment, folks. This is what he said on Twitter last night. Republicans want to force you to have kids so they have something to shoot at. Once again, this is from Democrat strategists. Republicans want to force you to have kids so they have something to shoot at. That's not the only outrageous comment that you'll see. Listen to this. This is from a woman named Stephanie Peace. Greg Abbott, Texas, and Republicans forced birth policy, forced birth policy, is giving his gun-toting, rapist, incest-committing, domestic terrorist more targets. Pro-life, my ass. Folks need to rise up and tell the autocrat Republicans they will never regain or retain power in this country ever. And then to the NRA, <clears throat> the icon of two middle fingers. Here's continuing that thought. This is from Lucy Flores. Texas is trying to force women to birth children just so they can be shot in school. Regulate u- uteruses, but deregulate guns. Process that and make it make sense. She's a social justice advocate former Nevada Assemblywoman, another Democrat, of course. Then there's Keith Olbermann. I don't even want to try to describe Keith Olbermann. He has a history of saying things that are just beyond the pale, and I don't even want to give him the time or day of trying to say something snarky about him. He's his own snark. Mr. Olbermann says that conservatives, we conservatives, need to be put out of the quote-unquote school children killing business. This is what the left is responding to with this. The father of the shooter, Salvador Ramos Sr., is coming under some criticism. This is another story from AmericanWireNews.com this morning. Criticized for giving the impression that he's upset over his son's actions, but then turning around and defending his son and trying to blame said actions on the son's mother and on COVID. Ramos initially said in an interview with the Daily Beast that his son should have just killed him instead of the 19 children. I want the people to know I'm sorry, man, for what my son did. I never expected my son to do something like that. He just should have killed me, you know. 
instead of doing something like that to someone. Well, another comment that he's made, he also said that, that when he heard about this, he, in a panic, he started calling the local jail, asking if his son were being held. Eventually, he realized <clears throat> that he was the shooter. These are the comments that he's taking heat from. He says, they killed my baby, man. I'm never going to see my son again, just like they're not going to see their kids, and that hurts me. And he said, this is the part that has angered a lot of people. I don't want them calling him a monster. They don't know nothing, man. They don't know anything he was going through. Well, of course, that statement has lit people up. I mean, I do have a certain amount of compassion for the father. I mean, he's, look, his, his his reactions for his son, regardless of how, the one, the amazing thing about about being a parent is that you can have unconditional love for your child, no matter how vicious, no matter what they've done. I mean, you still love them. So I, I think his reactions are somewhat understandable. Of course, he's not. He has no awareness of how, or or if he does, he's certainly not showing it, that he has any awareness about how his remarks are going to be perceived by the larger population. Governor Abbott down in Texas says the new laws are going to come from the school shooting. You can expect robust discussion, and my hope is laws passed that I will sign addressing health care in this state there are arrays of health issues that relate to those who commit gun crimes. Okay. And this is what Governor Abbott said, and I find this statement reprehensible, just so you know. And this is one of the statements that caused my chief engineer to go off on me this morning, the gun nut chief engineer. <clears throat> This is what Governor Abbott said. Anyone who suggests we focus on background checks instead of mental health, I suggest to you, is mistaken. Well, Governor Abbott, I think you're mistaken. How does anybody go through so-called background checks and then hand off two new guns to this monster down there, Abbott? I mean, come the hell out of denial. And to my conservative friends and Republican friends, y'all better come out of denial, too. Every time somebody says, background checks, background checks, you get your panties in a wad. Well, people, American people, are sick of seeing these little, sick, loco-weed, nut-job kids buy guns and then commit mass murder. It happened with this Dylan Roof kid who's still languishing in jail instead of actually being held to account with his sentence, which was the death penalty. He goes and buys a legal gun, goes into a church, kills, he's targeted, he said so. He wanted to target a bunch of black people. So he goes in there, buys a gun legally, and just pays a church and kills as many black people as he can. You have this little nut job up in Buffalo. The same kind of profile as Dylan, except he goes into a department store in Buffalo, I mean, a retail store and grocery store in Buffalo and does the same thing. And now you have this little cretin, I'm sorry, you have this person in Texas 
that buys two guns and supposedly goes through a background check. Everything's fine. This kid's out on social media posting that he wants to harm people. He's very unstable. He meets the same profile as the rest of them do. Yes, profile, profile. And that's one of the things that the Israelis do. They don't just hand guns over to people, any and everybody who wants one. Now, don't mistake me. I'm not talking about banning guns. I'm not interested in banning guns. I'm also not talking about coming in your house and taking your gun. We have a Second Amendment. I support it. I support the idea that Americans have a right to buy and keep arms. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think this com- this country would be near the superpower that we are. And you've heard me say it on the show, and I'll say it again. One of the reasons that any country in the world would never think about invading America, we have 300 million guns over here in the hands of American citizens. Come on over if you dare and try to take us over. It's not going to happen. You're not going to march in here like they like the Nazis marched over in France and Belgium and Poland and and try to march through England. It's not going to happen here. They would never get the opportunity to do that here. I support the second amendment. But I do also support the idea that if we say we're going to do background checks, for heaven's sakes, do a real freaking background check on somebody. You don't just do this cursory check a few boxes and hand them a gun. If you're going to do a background check, especially when we know that there is a certain profile in this country of people who are irresponsible, who have problems. And yes, I agree with the mental health part too. I don't know how in how many ways America has tried to screw up her children, whether it's drugging them up because they don't like the idea that young boys have energy and um, all these boys are too toxic, so let's throw some riddling at them, or whether it's the idea that boys shouldn't be boys, they should be girls, or whether it's the idea that boys are out of control, too out of control, and therefore they need to be deprogrammed from being boys. And who knows what else people in Americans, we know some of the other things that our school children are being faced with, which is this idea that they should be sexualized when they're in kindergarten, first, second, third grade. But for heaven's sakes, we have a profile. We know that we should pay attention, special attention, to a certain profile. And I don't understand why there's so much difficulty in just accepting facts of life. James Golden, Snurdly, with you here. It's Saturday morning, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We have so many calls. We're going to start getting to some of those. But there is so much more to talk about, and we'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bo knows politics. 
and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Andy Gabb brings us back on your Saturday morning radio extravaganza. James Golden, Bo Surly with you here. When's the last time you heard this? Time to start on the telephones. Let us begin in Staten Island with Mark. Mark, welcome. Thank you for waiting. You're on with James Golden, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. How are you this morning? Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, about mental health and background checks. Yeah. Years ago, I think it was during Columbine, mental health came up, and the NRA got blamed for blocking mental health background checks, which was a lot. The psychologist or psychiatrist, whoever it was, considered confidential information and would not release it to the FBI or anybody else. The gun lobby got blamed for that. It's all, all, this is solely on the doorstep of the, of the, of the progressives. They block sensible regulations and they push for banning guns, banning bullets, forbidding you and I for having a firearm. But whenever a criminal uses a firearm to commit a crime, they block everything. They say, oh, he's a victim. It's the gun. I'm so sick of this. I'm about to throw up. Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think should happen here? How do you think America can get past this moment? How we got to this moment? Well, we threw God out the window. Mm. Without... Without God's guidance, if, if they're going to kill a baby in a womb, uh, if they're going to elevate animals and bring down people to the level of animals, so what? what is human life worth if they're going to consider it like that? So what the hell? If it feels good, do it. And don't worry about consequences. We'll protect you. You know, We'll make excuses for you. And it's a, it's a cancer. It's a... It's been going on for over 100 years, little by little. You know the expression, boiling the frog? Yes. You put a frog in a pot of water. In a pot of water, and then slowly turn up the heat. Yep. Yep. And that's what they've been doing to us, this this country. We threw God out the window, and and little by little. Well, you know, I've I've been saying that, too, and thank you for the call, Mark. We do appreciate it. I've been saying that, too. I think when you... When you remove God out of schools, as we had in this country, and and the idea that that teachers are not allowed to talk about morality from a religious perspective without proselytizing. And I don't believe that teachers should proselytize in school. But morality is beyond religion. And there have been moral codes that people have lived by for centuries, of course, and some of them are rooted in religion. So these things can be discussed without trying to be, without proselytizing students. But at the same time, you say it's okay to sexualize students, and you put in this alternate religion, which is their different. And let me give you an example of this. We had a call yesterday, and I told the the caller that I would definitely go back and cite this story today, and so I want to keep my promise. This story 
came out the very day that the shooting in Texas took place. And what I, the, what I looked at it was a contrast in priorities. Priorities. Here's the story. It was in the Federalist. K through 12 schools must put boys and girls privies to get federal lunch money. K through 12 schools must allow boys into girls private areas to obtain federal funds for lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. The Biden administration announced this month. A U.S. Department of Education spokesman told the Federalist the Biden administration's press releases from several agencies announcing this policy will be followed by formal rulemaking in June. So basically what they're telling schools, especially in poor districts, is that you either let boys into the girls' bathroom or we're going to stop your school lunch. Now, these are the people. These Democrats, progressives, are the ones that always accuse Republicans of wanting to starve your children. And what are they doing? They're telling, they are telling every K-12 through school that gets federal lunch money, federal money for breakfasts, and snacks, we are going to deprive you of food for the children if you don't follow our edicts to allow boys into girls' bathrooms. Cut six. Let's listen to this. Here is a parent that was testifying recently about how this works. Cut six. Go ahead. I am here today to share my daughter's story, who is in elementary school. She came home from school and told me about a situation that had happened, how her and a friend went to use the restroom, except at this time there was a boy in there who was dressed like a girl. She said they were very uncomfortable, and she didn't know what to do. She said they waited in the hallway until he was finished. As any concerned parent, I called the principal to find out what was happening. I was told, under the law, referencing Title IX Education Amendment Act of 1972, Students may choose to use whichever restroom, changing, locker room, or shower they identify with. I was dumbfounded that the very amendment created to protect women's and girls' rights was now being referenced to destroy them. Since then, my eight-year-old now has come with the same encounter, to which she has told me she went to the restroom and ran into this boy. She held it because, Mom, I didn't feel comfortable using the restroom in front of a boy. I held it all day long. My daughter spoke up voicing their feelings, as have many other girls at this school. Please hear their voices. And my voice as a concerned parent. My daughters and all the little girls at this elementary school, quite frankly, were blindsided and forcibly put into a very awkward situation with no warning whatsoever. Shame on the leaders of this district for not preparing or preventing this complete violation of modesty, privacy, and intimidation factor that these girls felt and continue to feel. My rights as a parent were taken away when I had to explain to my 8- and 10-year-old daughters why a boy with boy parts is in the girls' bathroom dressed like a girl. I was forced to have a very hyper-sexual conversation that I didn't and I still don't was age-appropriate for my girls. I was given no choice. 
And speaking of no choice, the district's trans identity guidelines that allow biological boys that identify as girls to be permitted in every area designated for girls from elementary to high school is horrifying to me. These are very private areas, and we are failing our girls by ignoring their voices. This is a blatant violation of many of our religious freedoms for modesty and their right to privacy. Let me just say I believe in inclusion of every student. I have empathy for these students and their families. They are standing up for their child's rights, but so am I. Our girls have a right to privacy, dignity, and while using the bathroom, locker room, shower, without fear that a biological boy is going to walk in on them and, and see their exposed bodies. I implore you to work with all parents of all students to find a solution that is truly equal and inclusive, inclusive of every student, not just some. Displacing hundreds of girls that are not comfortable. This is not inclusive. This is discriminatory. Thank you very much. That parent speaks for many parents. And these are her daughters that one of them had to hold it. We all know what that means. Had to hold it all day. And by the way, that has medical consequences if you do it continually. Once again, the priorities of the Biden administration, you see, this is the priority. Every school, K through 12, that takes federal funds for school lunch, school breakfasts, school snacks, had better get in line and allow boys to go in any part of the school they want, including girls' bathrooms, girls' locker rooms, or wherever it is. And if they don't, they will have their school lunch money withheld from the government. The government will not give them school breakfast money. And how many schools, James, how many schools is this? 100,000 public and private schools and residential care facilities will be affected with this new policy from the Biden administration. This is their policy in school. Not safety, not safety for America's students, but sexual indoctrination. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, saw our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. A lot more, including more of your calls, right after this. The latest news, behind-the-scenes videos. Get it all now. Like 77 WABC on Facebook. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. W-A-B-C, Talk Radio 77 in New York. What a morning, what a week, and what a night. What I remember of December 63... One, it was just a few days away, the beginning of December, after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Wow. Let us head back to the telephones. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Corey, thanks for waiting. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind this morning? You know, hi, can you hear me? 
Hear you just fine, Corey. Okay, sorry about that. I had you on speaker. I wasn't expecting, expecting to talk to you this early. Uh, first, I'd like to start off, I love your show, man. I just wish we had three hours of you every day. Thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. And But, you know, this whole gun thing, you know, no matter what side of the aisle you fall down on, should we get rid of cars? You know how many children pass away in car accidents every year? There are literally billions of miles driven by Americans. Billions. You know, and we literally have a, it, it's sad to say, but Corey, you, know, you have, m- yes, sir. Let me just ask you a question in all honesty. What are, are we supposed to do nothing as a country when these incidents continue to happen with shooters going into schools or going into churches and or grocery stores and spraying people down? Are we supposed to just say, well, that's life. That's just part of being an American, and we accept it, and these things are happening. And in the last year alone, over 212, I believe, mass shootings occurred. Now, look, again, I am not saying go take people's guns. I am not saying that we should. I hear these people, let's ban the assault rifles. Let's ban. What the hell is an assault rifle? Nobody has ever explained exactly what an assault rifle is. And why should we ban one particular gun when there are other guns that could, you know, I don't understand that argument. I don't understand some of the arguments that the left raises. But what I do understand is this. The idea, which is already in federal law, that when before you sell these kind of weapons, there's supposed to be a background check. Americans pretty much have agreed on that. That's in the law. And so I want to know, since it's in the law, why do we have these phony background checks or these failure background checks that fail to identify the kind of problems that we've had now with these school shooters year after year after year? We know the profile. They are loners. They have been bullied. They feel out of the system. They are on social media pretty much giving hints that they're going to commit some violence or have a desire to do some violence to people. So if this kind of person shows up and says, ooh, I want to buy two AR-15s, two, two AR I'm not saying we ban the AR-15. I'm saying we say to them, um, no, not you. Because we know the profile. And give them a chance to appeal with due process to say, this was wrong. This background check was wrong. I'm not a nut job. I'm not a wacko. And I deserve to have a gun because it is my constitutional rights. Check me, check me, check me. I'm okay. I'm stable. I'm not going to go in a school or a church and shoot up people. Can I don't I see what's sure. wrong. With, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry for being so long. Absolutely, Corey. Go ahead. I bet you, you know, I don't know this for a fact. I don't know. Any of the individuals besides actually have a book written on Klebold and what's his name. Um, but one of them actually did have a minor, you know, credit uh, criminal background. I'll bet you a dollar to a donut, a majority, if not all, of these uh, people that perform these horrific acts have some form of criminal background. And if, because they're, it's literally labeled a you have to have a felon level felony or higher to get 
you know, to drown out a background check or to fail a background check. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, and, and one of your one of your people were talking about earlier about oh, it's all medical, mental health, mental health. No, I'm sorry. When it comes down to a lot of it, when it comes down to quote unquote gun control, sensible gun control, that's power control, sir. Yes, sir. I, I mean, agree, no more, uh, 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 Corey. Let's say I agree with you. I am suspicious anytime, and I've said this during the week too, and I want to repeat it. Anytime you hear Democrats talk about we want common sense gun control, you better be wary because they don't have common sense. And what they're offering is not common sense. And so I agree with you on that aspect of it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They turn around and it's like, if you have, you technically can fail a uh background check if you had like say you had a really bad stretch in your life whatever it was and you sought professional help because you were down on the doldrums you lost your job you lost your you know every country song we've ever heard you know your car broke down your dog died blah 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 okay if you sought professional help because you were let's face it you were down on the doldrums because it just it looks like the big boss man upstairs kicked you in the tuchus and that's just the way it was if you sought professional help Right there, you can't get a gun. Yep. Here, end the sentence. Done. Yep. And that's simple depression. Well, see, did you hear me say, Corey, did you hear me say earlier that there should be a right to appeal the decision, that there has to be some due process if you are banned? Look, one of the things that we have in this country is a problem with the no-fly laws. Congress has asked people, how do you get on that list? The they aren't being told, even though they have oversight. No one in the federal government, the other branches, Homeland Security, will tell them how exactly people get on the no-fly list. And once you get on, it's so difficult to get off. There should be due process with that. All I'm saying, Corey, we already have background checks on the list. This kid in Texas passed his background check. Dylan Roof, before he went up and shot all those people up in the church in Charleston, passed his background check. When are we going to start saying, hey, who's doing these background checks and why aren't they really doing a good job? Is there something really so bad about that, Corey? No, I think the whole thing is, and I forgot what the heck I was going to say. I think we should have background checks. But the only problem is, is you turn around and like you said, how do you get off the list? You know, because let's face it. Oh, does the government screw up? Um, shall we say by the minute? Yes, the government. Be it yes. And, here, and, I, and don't think I'm sorry to talk over you, Corey, but don't think I don't recognize the problems here. We have an administration, the Biden administration, which was working with the National Association of School Boards to try to make parents who are protesting these laws that allow boys in girls' rooms, they wanted to name them domestic terrorists. Can you imagine what would follow then from the government? Oh, you're a domestic terrorist? Oh, hell no, you're not going to have a gun. Well, I'm not saying that these things are not rife with dangers as well, but that's why we have to have very well-crafted and specific laws that also address the problems inherent in those laws. I am not in favor of Americans having their rights taken away from them. 
I am in favor of making sure that these little nut job, wico, psycho monsters don't have the ability to go legally buy a gun, walk into a school and a church and blast everybody to hell or to heaven, as in the case. This is just wrong what's going on. And we have to find some measure, some agreement somewhere to at least mitigate some of it. Do you not agree with that? Oh, no, I completely agree. We should have some form. But the thing is, you can look at a lot of these people if they have a criminal background. I'm sorry. I was a stupid, young, dumb, full you-know-what, okay? <laughs> I was a little idiot when I was a kid. I'll be the first to admit that. Oh, my God, my mom's hair is ghost white because of me. <laughs> me percent <and my laughs> But I've got the other 95. I was a little jerk when I was a young man. You know, and it, most males, well, I shouldn't say most, but many males are. It's just the way it is. You know, yep. we're idiots. You know, our brain doesn't start until our, about our mid-20s. 20s, yeah. right, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, I agree. But the whole point is, once you're on set a list like that, you know, you're not, one, you, there's no recourse to get off it. Two, you know, this individual who who performed this horrific act he actually had to go because the guns cannot be shipped to him. They have to be shipped to someone with an FFL, okay, which means yep. at that point in time, whoever has the FFL has does the background check. It's their, They're responsible to do it because they have the FFL, okay? And how many people die annually because of handguns? You got, you know, I understand. Trying to stop that? I understand. My closest city, Milwaukee, every day – during the summer, you hear dozens of people, bare minimum, wounded, if not killed. And this is an issue that is so much deeper, and and I talk about this too. This is every blue city in America, every weekday, every weekend. And yet, the Democrats don't seem to let that bother them at all. Corey, time's up for me. Got to run here. We got to get some other calls in. Thank you. I hope to hear from you again. Great caller. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdly, very quickly. And, uh, John, if we don't have enough time for you here, I'll come back to you. John in Connecticut. Uh, John, point that you want to make quickly, please. Uh, The weapons that were sold to this kid in Texas, that shouldn't have been allowed. The guy that sold them or the woman that sold these weapons should go to jail. You You don't sell a man's weapon to a boy that has no experience with right with a, with a machine gun with body armor. He's going out to kill people. I'm an ex marine, and if I if I have my a, a tank, an M1 tank, an extra for a Gatling gun with a machine gun on it, mounted with ammunition, a hundred rounds of ammunition, they wouldn't sell that to me. Got he shouldn't it, John. have been able to buy all this equipment. Thank you, John. People, we got to run here, John. It was the law. The law says. If he passed the background check, there was no reason that he shouldn't have it. James Golden, a.k.a. Bus Ernie, with you. One hour down, two left to go. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Keep it right here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Or keep listening on the WABC app. We're online at WABCRadio.com Worldwide. We'll be back. Hours number two and three still to go.
James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Our number a duo on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. You want to be part of the program, simply dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Donald Trump, the Newsweek story from earlier in the week, Donald Trump is still likely, (laughs) listen to this headline, (laughs) Donald Trump is still likely to get revenge on Liz Cheney, despite the Brian Kemp setback. Okay, Kemp, you know, Georgia governor, he won. Not only did he win, I mean, it was the primary. He rocked. And so did that Raffles Ferger, or whatever his name is, the Secretary of State, Raffensberger. Both of them won. And, I mean, that just irritates me to no end. I uh, I am not going to relive, I'm not going to relive the election. I don't want to make the suits mad, but I'm going to say this. There were so many discrepancies of things in Georgia that the legislators in Georgia decided that they were going to reform the election laws there. And do you remember what happened when the Republicans in Georgia said they were going to reform their election laws. Remember this? Remember, Joe Biden went out and claimed the president of the United States. Joe Biden went out and claimed that Republicans in in Georgia were trying to bring back Jim Crow. And that became the mantra for all these Democrats. Oh, you're so racist. Oh, you racist Republicans. You're, you're, you're making it harder for people to vote. You're trying to suppress the black vote. Blah, 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 blah. So what happened? There were more people that voted in Georgia in the primaries than ever before, including black people. Now, remember this. The woke... Coca-Cola company had something to say about it. The woke Major League Baseball said, we are taking the All-Star game out of Georgia because we don't want to be associated with you Georgia Republican racist. And Republicans in the meantime were saying, what are you people talking about? Our bill made great reforms. In fact, it is easier to vote in Georgia than it is in Joe Biden's Delaware. And we have reformed the process in a good way. Okay, the mainstream media, of course, didn't want to hear that. Didn't care about it. And you had old woke Major League Baseball. Uh Uh-uh, we can't have the Major League Baseball. We can't have the All-Star game down there with all them, all them there racists. Well, what happened? Where is the apology from Major League Baseball to the people of Georgia? Where is the apology from the woke Coca-Cola and the woke Delta who are based in Atlanta, who are ragging on their own state and the people of their own state? Will anyone ask these people to apologize for the smears that America's woke companies and organizations 
pummeled the people of Georgia with following the lies of the Democrat Party. We now have the proof that Republicans did not make it harder for people to vote. We have record turnout. We now have proof there was nothing racist about this bill. And yet we have complete crickets from the mainstream press. They haven't gone back and said, oh, you know all that stuff we reported on? Turns out not to be true. Turns out we were kind of making it up. Well, we swallowed a bad hook there. Not one thing to rectify the record. (sighs) So now comes the story that Donald Trump is still likely to get his revenge on Liz Cheney. Donald Trump is not seeking revenge. He is reacting to Liz Cheney's continued attacks on him and his presidency and his character. And if the people of Wyoming decide that they've had enough of Liz Cheney, Adam Kinziger, if the people, Republican people, decide that they've had enough of their rhinos and they want to get rid of some of them, I say all the better. We talked about last hour the fact that uh, Joe Biden has now made it official, his administration, that they are going to the wall on this idea that boys be permitted into girls' bathrooms, locker rooms, et cetera, et cetera. This is now part of the regulations that they're rolling out in June. If you don't comply, we're going to take your lunch money away. We're going to take your breakfast money away. We're going to take everything away to make it impossible for you to feed children in these schools if they don't comply with this controversial regulation. During this week in spite of the fact that the nation's attention was turned on the horrid shootings that occurred in Buffalo, New York, and in Tejas, there were still, still, those who have been discovered on various social media platforms talking about their experiences in our nation's school. Let us go to cut one control room where we will listen to a preschool teacher, preschool, preschool, talking about his interaction, his interaction with his three-year-old students. Go. So today was full of little happy gender euphoria moments. I got called Mr. Micah a lot today, well, completely femme, and that was really heartwarming that the kids just got it. But my favorite reaction, and it sums me up so well, I feel like, is uh, I was in a new classroom and I took off my mask to blow my nose, and I just hear a kid loudly whisper, oh, she's a boy. I was like, yeah, you got it, kid. You totally got it. Teacher of 
three-year-olds. Three-year-olds. I want you to hear that one more time. Please play it again. So today was full of little happy gender euphoria moments. I got called Mr. Micah a lot today. Well, completely femme. And that was really heartwarming that the kids just got it. But my favorite reaction, and it sums me up so well, I feel like, is uh, I was in a new classroom and I took off my mask to blow my nose and I just hear a kid loudly whisper, oh, she's a boy. I was like, yeah, you got it, kid. You totally got it. Now, in Indiana, there was a teacher who didn't have such a favorable experience in the classroom. Teachers... Apparently, in Indiana, some of them have to listen to what the parents want. Instead of being able to call the kid whatever names they want to call the kids' pronouns, they actually make are making teachers listen to the parents. And so one um, teacher who describes herself as queer non-binary resigned. Cut two. Go ahead. All right, guys. So I have been put in the position to dead name and misgender students for the last few months or whatever since I started working at my current school corporation. And today was the day that I resigned. Um, I was called in and they said they had had a meeting with the superintendent or assistant superintendent and the school lawyer. And that um, while they are here, while students are with us, we are acting in loco parento, which apparently means that we are acting in place of the parents. And so, therefore, we have to abide by parent wishes um, when it comes to preferred name and pronouns, which just, like, isn't true. So, because of this, I have resigned. Um, I am queer. I am lesbian. I am non-binary. Um, I use she, they pronouns. And I will not be put in a position to feel like I'm going against my own community. And I will not feed into misgendering. Um, or dead naming. It's not something that I will do, period. And if I had not resigned, I would have gotten fired for it. Well, it's an issue in other schools. Now, this next one, I will admit, I don't quite understand. I don't understand what a cake gender is. Uh, but there are people out there who are identifying as cakes. And I, I don't, maybe it's a slang for something and I'm just, you know, not as hip as I used to be. And so I'm not up on the new lingo. Maybe that's it. Or maybe I'm not missing anything and the person is really identifying as a cake. But anyway, listen to this. Cut five. Go. Okay. I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gendered um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm and it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insensitive. 
Uh, can we listen to that one more time? I'm trying to really understand what this, this new. It's it's not just anymore the 99 um, genders like the cis or the whatever the the it's cake genders. Hit it. Okay, I would describe xenogenders as a gender that xenogenders be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gender um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm. And it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. Okay, now <clears throat> we're going to move to cut four because this is out. This is what else is occurring in some of your classrooms. And again, Joe Biden and the administration this week said you will either let boys go into girls' bathrooms, you will either do this, or we will take away your school lunch money, your school breakfast money, and your school snack money. We are going to starve the kids if you don't force or allow boys to go into any area that girls are, whether it's the locker room or whether it's their bathrooms. And we're talking elementary school all the way up. We're talking kindergarten, folks, all the way up through high schools. Let's listen to cut four and uh, see what else is occurring in the nation's classrooms. Go ahead. I'm a teacher in a very conservative state. And so sometimes students ask me, why do I have that pride flag? And to me, that's the most important part of my classroom. I'm not LGBTQ. I'm totally straight, married to a man. But I need my students to know that they are safe and they are loved here without making a big deal about it, without having like a big conversation. So by having just that teeny little flag at the front of my room, I can communicate to them that I support them and that this is a safe place for them where they can focus on learning. And that means everything to me. And if a student has a problem with it, then they can find a different teacher. Why should we be sexualizing children in school in any way whatsoever? I just, okay. Last one for right now, we got to go to a break, is cut eight. And this is a dad who has a young child, and he's trying to raise money for his child. Go. So, for those of you that don't know, my name is Lyric. Um, today, making a video that isn't like the other content that I typically make. Um, basically... I'm raising money to help fund my son's transition-related costs. I'm sharing this with his permission. Um, basically, we already have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria for him. Um, we have gotten his blood work done, and we need to start him on puberty blockers as soon as possible. Now, I personally, I didn't, I transitioned later, so I wasn't familiar with how puberty blockers worked. Um, basically, my insurance doesn't cover this. Which is wonderful, right? Um, the generic version of Lupron 
that we have a 22 and a half milligram dose that is going to cost out of pocket $468 per shot. And each shot lasts three months. So we need four of these a year. Um, what, close to $2,000. Um, I have already exhausted most of my funds. I need help. I want to raise money to help cover his transition-related costs as, um, it's very difficult to come out with that sort of money on short notice. Um, I know that I'm asking a lot, but I would do anything to make sure that he is able to continue his transition seamlessly. This is, look, I, and if you don't know this, I've gone on record and I will repeat it over and over again. I believe that gender dysphoria is a real thing. I have no argument with that whatsoever. But the idea that young children are being forced into a life-changing event before they're mature enough to realize what the total consequences are I just think it's it is wrong. And I think these kids need to make decisions as adults on whether they want to have an op, a a series of medical interventions. By the way, the drugs that are used for this were never okayed by the FDA for this purpose. Never. Just just saying. James Golden, aka Bo Snerdley. That's what's happening in our nation's schools, in our society, on one hand. And on the other hand, we have these shooters out here. What is going on in America today? James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snowley, coming back with you. Our Saturday morning radio extravaganza continues right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC. And Laughter Rhythm Section brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. Remember, Cousin Brucey up later. Music Radio WABC. Dana Martin this weekend, too. Tony Orlando. Yes, indeed. So into you. Let's head back to the telephones. Nadia, Manhattan. Welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy. How are you, Nadia? Thank you for taking my call. I enjoy listening to your show. Thank that you. That phone call from, or that clip that you played from the man that had to raise money for his son's surgery really just put me over the edge. I had to have a double mastectomy about eight months ago with a reconstruction for a 40-year chronic condition that I had. With the insurance that I had, which was extremely expensive insurance and very good insurance, I was denied having the surgery. I had to pay out of pocket well over $35,000 to have what I needed to have done. And I thought to myself, you have 
got to be kidding me. I went on with this chronic condition for 40 years, not covered by insurance, complete history of this chronic condition. And as you have pointed out, this man wants to put a child through surgery that has no idea what's about to happen to this individual going forward in his life. I just wanted to say not only are our healthcare system so incredibly screwed up, and people are so incredibly screwed up for children. If this child had cancer and these other issues, I could see where the parent would be panicked. This is absolutely dangerous behavior by many, many people. And all I want to say is thank you for pointing that out. Nadia, thank you. Um, Nadia, you, I, I understand that you are, you are in the trans community. Is that right? Oh, Nadia's gone. Anyway. I appreciate the call so much, Nadia. Please feel free to call us back anytime. Let's go to Long Island. And, John, welcome you on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza with Boston Early, James Golden. How are you, John? Oh, pretty good. I enjoy listening to your show every time you're on. Thank you. Um, the topics today are very good because, you know, I don't believe in the, the early surgeries because you're basically sterilizing a child without giving them the chance to live, you know? Mm-hmm. So... As you said, you know, let them become an adult and actually make the decision because between the time they're a child and they're adult, the brain is going to change and mature, and they may have a different opinion or a different feeling or a different uh, diagnosis at a higher age. And and by the way, not only that, the these uh, these treatments are irreversible, right? And they're so, if, yeah, they're irreversible. So, if you're a child and you go through this and you become an adult. As you said, things can change, and you and all of us know that from our own life experience that the thoughts that we had as a child and the thoughts that we have when we grow up and have a little bit maturity are quite different. I think it's unfair to the children in many ways, aside from the fact that these drugs have never been, never been approved for the uses that they're in. And I will tell you this. I want to reveal something here that maybe I shouldn't, but I will anyway. I've had experience with Lupron, okay, for a condition that I had. It is also used in cancer treatments, okay? And um, and it is very effective in that use. As I've known, it's very effective. But what it does to your hormonal state and your mental state as a result Unbelievable, and that's all I want to say about it. Did you call right. something? A lot, a lot of these did side effects that nobody knows about. You know, some things come out early, some things come out later in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Once you once you make that decision, you can't undo it. That's exactly right. Exactly I, right, John. One other thing. Of course, you, you may. You talked about you talk about how to address a lot of the problems that are happening in this country at once. I think if we were able to undo the amendment that had the senators elected by the populace to replace it by having a senator selected by the legislature, that would return a lot of the uh, control of the federal government back to the states. So at a higher level, that might be able to alleviate some of the problems that are occurring on a, on a, on a state-by-state basis that way. You know, I, I I tell you what, I have mixed feelings about that. I think that one of the one of the great things about the American experiment, if you will, is that power invested in the people 
a direct relationship between the people and the people that are elected from the people are, by and large, a success. See, I don't have the same view as as a lot of other people have about government, you know, and part of it has to do with the fact that I was sitting listening to Rush Limbaugh for 30 years, and I was also a conservative myself. And um, and one of the things that Rush pointed out that I remember being struck at at the time, and when he first said it, I disagreed with him. And then as time went by, I said, you know what? He's actually he's right about this, as he was just about everything, was that gridlock is not a bad thing. Gridlock is actually a good thing. When the government has two opposing forces and they can't come up with a solution, you will hear career politicians moan about it. You will hear people, oh, my goodness, this gridlock is awful. We have to get beyond the gridlock. No, we don't. Our system was designed in such a way that we don't, we're not supposed to be able to easily swing from political extremes to political extremes. And when we do, the consequences are not great either. An example of that would be Obamacare. Look, Obamacare affected one-sixth of the nation's economy. Not one Republican voted for it. This was all Democrats. And what has happened since Obamacare was introduced? Now, they will tell you that it's a success. It is not. It is a massive failure. If you remember... The cost of health care was supposed to go down. It has skyrocketed. Your premiums were supposed to go down. They went up. You were supposed to be able to keep the doctors that you like. Many of you lost your doctors, lost your health care. It has been an unmitigated disaster. That is an example of what happens when one party is able to push through an extreme position on the country. Right? And so gridlock, where if you have a divided electorate and instead of having uh, an extreme legislation get, get forced through the country on a very narrow vote, when in fact nothing gets done, it's better than having something, the wrong something, get done. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, Saturday morning, Radio Extravaganza. More of your calls, more news right after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. One of the most prolific songwriters and composers of the last generations, Lionel Richie brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. There is, um, we're going to get right back to the telephones in one moment. I just, I, I had referenced earlier that Israelis do school security very differently than we do. 
And what their approach is is something they call a multiple multiple layers of security. This is from AmericanWireNews.com. Multiple layers of security and the engagement of civil society in aiding the nation's law enforcement. What all that means, they have a very complex multi-layered approach. They look at social media. They do ex- they they do extensive extensive background checks. Anyone who goes into the school also, and you talk about hardened schools need to go. Anyone, anyone that goes into a school needs to go through a metal detector, like an airport. Sign their name. The school has only one exit and one entrance. Nobody comes into the schools without the head of security knowing about it. If you are not connected to the school, you don't get in the door. Let me tell you something, folks. If the Israelis can do it, we can do it as well. And it works in Israel. Susan, Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Susan. Welcome. James Golden, Boast Nervous Saturday, morning radio extravaganza. Yes, it is. And it's always great to hear you, James Golden Pipes, and your callers. Honestly, I'd rather just listen, but I feel like an obligation to, you know, try to stay in this, uh, all these public uh, issues that, that we, we have to become um, activists and advocates for. Um, but last night, I did, uh, by chance, get to hear some of um, President Trump's uh, remarks at the NRA meeting. Mm-hmm. And he was marvelous. You know, I don't like Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. So, <laughs> but he so he was marvelous. And, you know, he's got this talent of, like, uh, bringing people up to the stage. And he brought in a gentleman. I'm sorry, I don't know the name. I don't even know the town. But there was a town in Texas in the last couple of years where there was a shooter. I believe it was a Catholic church. The individual went up to the front and was ready to, uh, to take out the, the priest, um, whoever or whoever was giving the host, and two guys that and in this they had their own security in that church. One gentleman uh, tried uh, uh, took a shot at the guy, missed. Then the shooter t- sh- uh, shot the priest and another individual. The other one with the gun who was out of central casting. Donald Trump brought up. A guy had to be in his 80s, white hair, black hat, and he spoke so succinctly in about a minute where he said that, and he took one shot and took the, the, um, the shooter out. He said, I didn't, I didn't um, kill a, a human. I killed evil. And he was just encouraging everyone to think that way and that he, that he hopes that no one would ever be in that situation. But if they were, that they would act. And that, you know, I, I, was, I, I hope people can see it because I know that uh, it's very hard to, to see Donald Trump on the Internet. But I think um, maybe Newsmax, you could see the video, maybe America 
what is that? America's uh, Real America's, America's Voice or something? Real, America's Real Voice News, yeah. Yeah, you might be able to see it. His whole remarks, his, his solutions, because let's face it, like even, you know, I've been obsessed with the World Health Assembly and the stuff going on in Switzerland this past week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, was, I, I'm, I wasn't even able to, like, keep up. But I did find uh, this Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone Institute. If people want to learn more, um, I found his writing on his website, his articles, quite interesting. I just say we have to trust. Maybe No, I don't trust the, the Biden administration. And they're the ones that put these amendments. And it's hush, hush, mush, mush. We can't find out what really was going on there. But I think behind closed doors, we have to continue to find out the truth. I don't know what the truth is, but I sure as heck want to find out because I want to protect our way of life for the next generation. I feel an obligation as a baby boomer because I've had the privilege of living here in peace and prosperity for decades. And I would rather just be playing golf or doing something else, but I feel an obligation to do whatever I can and we have a lot we can do as a community, as your community, WABC community, to push back. And there are some evil things that could happen to us. So we all need to be vigilant about evil. Well, Susan, absolutely. <clears throat> and it was your call that led me into actually discovering what was going on at the WHO. And it was real. Now, again, from what I understand, the the World Health Assembly, from what I understand, they have now, many of the amendments that would have harmed America have now been withdrawn because of the intense, and, and, and there was an intense pushback after people started figuring out what was going on there. And I'll tell you what, we have to, we do still have to follow that up and make sure that that is the case. Now, I was looking for a story that I cannot find that segues with your first story. There was a woman last night that stopped another mass shooter. I'm going to look for that during the break and see whether I can. I thought I had this story uh, within reach, and I've been searching through everything to find it, and I still can't find it, so I'm going to just look at it online real quick and see if I can find the details because this goes absolutely to what... You were saying uh, in the Trump speech last, speech last night when, when he invited someone. See, the liberals make fun of that all the time. They always say, oh, you people, what do you mean that somebody with a gun can protect blah, blah, blah? They, they act as if that does not happen in this country. I know for a fact this week, for instance, there was a story of a 70, uh, she's over 70 or either 70-year-old woman in Florida had a home invasion, shot the perp dead. And and <clears throat> there was another incident where there was a mass shooter and involving another woman, and I'm going to look for that, as I said, during the break, see whether we can find that story and at least bring it to your attention because it parallels and dovetails into the story that you mentioned. Susan, always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, let us go to Rockland County and speak with George. George, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. What is up on, what's up on you? What's up with you this morning? 
Well, as always, great, great show. So I was horrified listening to those clips that you put there. Uh, my late wife was a social worker, worked in Child Protective. And I know it was years ago, but basically it's quite simple, okay? If you hurt a child, whether it's yours or not, okay, and, uh, you know, and the child end up at, uh, by uh, seeing by a physician, they are required by law to report it as child abuse. And what I hear there, I don't care how they're calling it. To me, it's a sadistic uh, adults that basically takes their inhibitions on children, maybe their own, okay? And this is child abuse. Uh, there are agencies supposed to deal with stuff like this. And uh, I don't know what's going on in New York, okay? But that's their job, okay? And if they don't do the job, uh, as other caller mentioned, um, it's they're damaging uh, the next generation. This is child abuse. There's no other way to call it, in my book at least. Well, I appreciate the call, George. And you know what's, what happens, though, in Texas, uh, there was a law that, listen, we are going to investigate these situations when parents are bringing in minors for these uh, gender changes. And, of course, the way that that was framed in the mainstream media is, oh, here go these Republicans again trying to do hate trying to hate on the transgender community. And that was not it at all. It was that, look, if you're going to do this, if you're going to suggest that children should have these surgeries, at least there's an obligation from the state government to look into this and see whether, as you said, whether this is all on the up and up or whether the child, in this case, is being abused. Or things are happening, let's say it's not even abused, but not in the best interest of the child in question. So absolutely. Thank you for the call so much. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. It is time for a break. We're coming back after this. Don't go away. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Real. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. Oh, yes. Okay, you surprised me. Good choice. Uh, Princess died. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. And, I, and then I also found the story myself. Here it is. And Susan, thank you for your call. <clears throat> A woman in West Virginia fatally shot a man. This happened uh, last night, last night into today, into today. A woman in West Virginia fatally shot a man who began firing an AR-15 style rifle. Well, don't you love from the media? It's not just an AR-15. Well, it's an AR-15 style. Anyway, let us begin again. A woman in West Virginia fatally shot a man who began firing an AR-15 style rifle into a crowd of people. 
that had gathered for a party, authorities said. Dennis Butler, 37, was killed last night. Well, Wednesday night this happened. After he pulled out the rifle and began shooting at dozens of people attending the birthday graduation party outside an apartment complex in the city of Charleston. The woman who was attending the party drew a pistol, fired, killing Butler. The statement said no one at the party was injured. Instead of running from the threat, she engaged the threat and saved several lives last night. Chief of Police Tony Hazlitt said and told reporters on Thursday. Butler was at the apartment earlier in the evening in a vehicle that had been warned to slow down because children were playing. He left, returned later, parked in front of the complex, and began firing. After fatally shooting Butler, the woman waited along with several witnesses for police to arrive, and all have cooperated with the investigation. No charges of filed against the woman. Thank goodness, whoever this hero is. And as for the shooter, well, he deaded now. That's right, he deaded. Let us go to Anthony in the Bronx, New York. Anthony, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Sturley. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. How are you, Anthony? Hey, thanks for having me, James. Uh, the boys and the girls together. Yeah. I think, I think they should start with the prisons, maybe, and see how that works out. They did start with the prisons. And you know what happened? Um, in fact, you again, there was a story last week we couldn't get to, or the week before, where a male <clears throat> that was transited was, in, was assigned to one of the female prisons. He went, and now one of the female prisoners is pregnant. Apparently, even though he's a transgendered woman, he still likes to get, well, anyway. So, yes, they are trying it. Wow. And, yes, and I again, okay, my crew may be able to look up this story because I can't do it at this moment, but this happened within the last few weeks. There was a, a woman turns up pregnant inside of a female wing of the jail that they let in a transgendered guy, a transgendered woman. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, happening already, Anthony. Thank you so much for your call. Let's go to Chris in Sparta, New Jersey. Good morning, Chris. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. How are you this morning? Very well, and I love your show. Thank you very much for taking the call. I think... The problem today is common sense has become a superpower, and I mean that for both parties. I mean, I'm a Republican, but I think there's good people with common sense on the left, and I think there's good people with common sense on the right. And somehow we got to filter that in to make common sense decisions, like gun laws, for example. You know, if we give a written test and then we have a physical driving test, why can't they implement something where you have an instructor, you pass your background check, you go, you meet with a specialist, he shows you how to use the weapon, you kind of view his psyche and you look him in the eye and you see the way he's firing the weapon, and then you give him his card. they got to just make it 
harder. You can't go to some show like a comic con and leave with weapons. It's just ridiculous. So I think common sense is what our leaders lack in a big way. And I think that's because they're not raised the way we were raised growing up as kids where your mom would say, come home at six o'clock and you didn't have this electronic leash, the cell phone, everything so easily handed to people today. There's no you know, my father said, touch the stove once, you won't do it again. There's a reason for that, right? So that's my two cents. There, absolutely. All right, well, I appreciate the call. Let me check with my gun nut, chief engineer, and see whether that's an acceptable uh, 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 framework for him. Make it harder to uh, purchase weapons. Hey, chief engineer, <clears throat> open your mic. Is that an acceptable solution? Uh, the slippery slope. Have you addressed the slippery slope yet? No, I have not talked about a slippery slope. Background checks for that, or back? If you have background checks for guns, where does it stop? With the guns. Why if you have background checks for what is this guy just said? Common sense solution. Okay, if he's not saying ban guns, he's not saying take away people's guns. He's saying if you're going to do a background check, do a real background check. What is so wrong with that? Common sense is subjective. Here, Here is my solution. If you want to hear my solution to this, you're always talking about how Democrats, oh, they make a bad policy. Well, we better have a study. We're going to do a study about this now to see why we failed with our thing. And then they never talk about the results. Look at what happened. in the, look, at, look at where society was in the 70s. Look at why we didn't have locked doors. Look at why... You know, there weren't fences around all of the schools. We didn't have school shootings in the 70s, and we had just as many guns. We didn't even have background checks. Check the difference between what happened in the 70s versus, you know, where we are now. You cannot go back in time to the idyllic world as many people think it's now the over-romanticized idyllic world of the 70s. That time is gone. We're dealing with new dynamics. We're dealing with a very changed population. In fact, a population that no longer absolutely recognizes the freedoms that America has as being precious freedoms that they should hold on to. This is a totally different population we're dealing with right now, and we have to deal with reality right now, not a fantasy world of, ooh, let's go back to the 1970s. I'm not saying to go, we're not going back to the 1970s. We're see, you want to get to the root cause of why we have oh, these problems. the root cause, the root cause. Let's talk about root cause for a second. The root cause is we live in a society that has thrown God and morality out the window. And, okay, it is not going to be as easy to bring God and morality back into a culture that has dismissed it. And that is part of the issue. I think you're nailing it with that, yes. I, I can't argue. That's, that's, a, okay. that's the root of it. That is the root of it. But you, you're not going to fix that overnight. And American, look, I'm telling you whether you want to hear it or not or whether some of my conservative friends want to hear it or not, people are fed up with this stuff. They're fed up. And they want action now. They don't want to wait 30 years for the culture to change. They want definitive steps from the political governing class that at least slows this momentum down. And they're tired of excuses. And I don't care whether it's Republicans, Democrats, independents. They want action now. They're tired of seeing these children being killed every freaking week. <sighs> James Golden. Okay, thank you, Mr. Chief Engineer.
James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Jeffrey, Connecticut, welcome. You're on WABC with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Good morning, James, the golden voice of New York Radio. It's very great to be uh, take. Thank you for so much for taking my call. Uh, you know, there are – it's different in every state, the uh, qualifications that you have to have in order to get um, a hunting license in order to buy a rifle or a pistol permit in order to bear, uh, buy and carry a pistol. My wife – with no criminal record whatsoever, had to be fingerprinted four times before they got it right, before the FBI would accept it. There are background checks. There are classes that you need to take. You need to sit there for 10 hours in a class and then be proficient at the end of that class in order to fire the weapon and know how to use it. What the laws are in New York, I don't know. But if someone could call in and tell us exactly what it takes to get the rifle permit and to buy ammunition and to get the pistol permit and to buy ammunition, that would be uh, a really great help. Because as far as I know, just being 18 in New York, you can't just go in and buy a handgun. Where did these ha- uh, handguns come from that the guy used up in Buffalo? And in Texas, I don't know what the laws are there either, but it would be helpful for somebody to call in. But for people to call in and think that you can just go to a gun show or go to some sort of a convention and walk out of there with a weapon without being checked, that's not the case. That's not the case okay, at all. Okay, let me tell you of an experience that I had shortly after I <clears throat> moved out of New Jersey to another state. I went to a gun show in that state. I was leaving the gun show when a guy looked at me, and I guess he profiled me, and he said, listen, he came over to me, listen, I got a gun for sale. You want it? Blah, 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 blah. You don't have to go through any of this stuff. I looked at this guy like he's crazy. No, I don't want your illegal weapon. But this kind of stuff happens. What I still want to know is, and I I really appreciate your call, and you're telling us how difficult it is to get a gun in Connecticut. What I want to know is, how does a Texas guy turn 18 a few weeks later? He's a wacko, psycho, nut job, and a few weeks later he's got two two weapons. I want to know how this happens. And he supposedly passed a background check. Meanwhile, he's on social media talking about all the people he wants to harm. Meanwhile, he meets the profile of every other whack job lunatic that sprays people. I mean, people are getting fed up with this stuff. Okay? And um, I know, James, you're starting to sound like a liberal. I don't mean to sound like a liberal, but I'm just telling you, this goes beyond party. Man, how many times are we Americans going to sit and watch our children die at the hands of these lunatics? And then we keep getting told there's nothing that can be done. We can't do anything because we'll be sliding down a slippery slope or, or, or something of the like. I don't want to hear that crap anymore. Something has to be done. And we can't keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for years for something to get done. How about the death penalty for every, every mass shooter? Bam. You ain't going to find any objection with me on that. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, we're heading out of our number duo into our number tray. Our third hour coming up. That means Princess Di is going to join us. That means your calls. So if you're on hold, stay on hold. James Golden, it's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We found the story about the pregnant inmate. We'll get to that, too. Thanks, Lise. 
James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Our Saturday radio extravaganza continues right after. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome to our number three, third hour here of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, each and every week from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m. on Saturdays. We are also here Monday through Friday, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour on WABC Worldwide. You can catch us. WABCradio.com or get the WABC app. Keep it with you all day. We found the story, one of the stories, because there is another one that is more recent than this, I believe. This is from April 14th. New Jersey women's prison inmate pregnant after sex with transgender prisoner. Two inmates serving time in New Jersey's only state prison for women, two became pregnant after they had sex with a transgender inmate. Apparently, transgender inmate is pretty fertile. So uh, in 2021, New Jersey enacted a policy to allow prisoners to be housed in accordance with their preferred gender identity. So you got a man. Hey, I'm a transgender. I want to go to the woman's jail. Woohoo. He went to the women's jail, and now two women in that jail are pregnant. What could possibly go wrong with this kind of a policy, folks? Unearthed memo. This comes from BizPack Review today. Unearthed memo confirms John Kerry's clandestine meetings with Iran an effort to undermine Trump, that according to a new report. The ACLJ has unearthed a memo through the Freedom of Information Act showing that former Obama Secretary of State John Kerry did indeed engage in covert meetings with Iran during the previous administration and an effort to salvage the Iran deal that former President Donald Trump nixed. John Kerry tried to undermine President Trump in order to support Iran, putting our national security at risk, the American Center for Law and Justice asserted in an article. Remember the stories? You do remember this, right? There were stories that he was doing this. Well, it's been confirmed that John Kerry was overseas directly engaging in his own diplomacy while President Trump was in office. Now, what happens here with this information? Nothing. Nothing. And I dare and I hope that somebody in the Republican Party will at least call Mr. Kerry before the Senate and in the House and demand an explanation 
People throw around the word treason a lot, and I hate to use the word treason unless there is something that is truly treasonous. When you have an elected president, and now you have a former secretary of state trying to conduct policy, trying to conduct national policy in private with an enemy state, and that is what Iran is, there should be some repercussions. Now, I don't know whether this meets the threshold for a legal case against John Kerry, but he should at least have to explain his actions in front of the American people. And it would be, it would behoove the Republican Party, especially the establishment Republican Party, who acts like they have their tail between their legs most of the time to actually try to get some answers here. Wall Street Journal. U.S. baby formula shortage further snarled this time by the Ukraine war. Here's the bottom line of this. The things you learn every day. Sunflower oil is now selling for $2,276 per metric ton. That was in April. Back in February, it cost $1,500 per metric ton. Sunflower oil is used in baby formula because, and you know who the number one exporter is? Well, Ukraine. And because of the war that Russia is having with Ukraine, it is now harder than ever to get shipments of sunflower oil. And that is going to further complicate the baby formula shortage that has disappeared from the headlines in recent days. <sighs> but it's still going on, at least for Americans. If you're coming into the country illegally, let us keep in mind They've got plenty baby formula stacked up for illegal aliens coming over the border at the facilities that they're holding illegal aliens in at our southern border. If you're an American citizen, you're SOL. Now, there's a story that I'm just going to bring up. I'm not going to get into too much detail. But I guarantee you if this story had Republican uh, 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 elected officials involved, and another company like the size, it, it, this wouldn't be just something that's happening in local news. It would be a nationwide story. And that's something that's happening in Anaheim. Apparently, and I'm still trying to understand this story, there has been a lot of, uh, the FBI is doing a big investigation of a cabal that is steering the Anaheim, California government. So far, there have been two resignations of high-level Democrats, including the mayor out there, I believe, as this investigation goes on. One of the companies that apparently is involved in all of this is, guess who? Disney. Yeah, the rodent kingdom. And this is the L.A. Press, the L.A. Times, has huge stories on it. It's a little bit of a complicated story. 
So I'm not going to try to bore you with the details of it now. But this is a federal public corruption probe, and I guarantee you, it is the Disneyland Resort that is supposedly involved in this. They were listed as an influential unnamed company being a key participant in the cabal steering Anaheim's government. And Company A, according to this news report from the L.A. Times, is Disneyland Resort, according to a person familiar with the investigation. And the employee involved in this is Disneyland Resort Director of External Affairs, Carrie Nochella. So we shall see what becomes of this influence scandal that the FBI is looking into out in California. New Hampshire. Here's a sick story for you. A New Hampshire man convicted of killing his wife's co-worker and forcing her to behead him. Did you hear that? Was sentenced yesterday to life in prison plus 45 years. So after he dies, I guess he's got to come back and do 45 more years. Um, Armando Barron, 32, convicted Thursday of first-degree murder, carries a mandatory sentence of life without parole. He was accused of assaulting his wife. What was his wife's crime, ladies and gentlemen? Why his wife was texting with her co-worker. Then this guy used his wife's cell phone to lure the victim to a park, he beat, kicked him, forced him into his own car, fatally shot him. Then he forced his wife to drive the car 200 miles to a remote campsite. He forced his wife to behead the guy. And he left her at the site, told her, you get rid of the body. Life in prison, what is wrong with people? Plus 45 years. And that may not be enough time. We talked the other day, yesterday, about what is going on in upstate New York. I'm still looking to find more details on this. Several teachers have been put on leave after a bunch of offensive text messages were discovered. Apparently, some of them racist and demeaning references to describe the children. Hmm, I wonder what that's all about. Princess Di is coming up. I'm going to ask her about, here's a heads up, Princess Di. I know you're listening. I'm going to ask you about this Paul Ryan thing that entertainers are the ones in Congress these days and and the other stuff. Okay, also, talked about this yesterday, the progressives are really upset because Joe Biden is now supposedly ready to announce the student loan package that he's, forgiveness package. It's going to be $10,000 per student debt borrower, but he put some income caps on it for people who earn up to uh, 150000 bucks, you're going to get a $10,000 gift. If you're in a family of two, married couples filing jointly, 300000 is your cap, and then you can get 
$10,000 off on your loan, a gift from Joe Biden. And for all the rest of you who have to take loans and who own low money on something, you get nothing. It's only the students. The Democrats want only certain students to get loan forgiveness. All the rest of you in society, you have to pay for it. But you're not going to get any benefit from it. Another welfare program handed to you by Joe Biden and the Democrats. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, when we get back, the one, the only, the beautiful, the intelligent, beyond measure, Princess Di will join us. Don't go away. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no other human being in America (laughs) more worthy. That's right, more worthy, more equipped to deal with the tough, agonizing analysis of policy than Her Highness, Her Majesty, Her Royalness, Princess Di, who joins us now. Thank you, Princess Di, and welcome. James, I would turn all those compliments back on you. You are the worthy Sir James. Yeah, right. <laughs> People don't know. You You keep me balanced when I'm going off the deep edge, and I fear that I'm going off the deep edge. I got my chief engineer in revolt today. I mean, this guy was yelling at me. He's like, you idiot. Don't you know oh, that no. there's a slippery slope? And what are you doing? <laughs> slippery slope my ass. I, I look. I'm Diana. If I'm off the deep end, I you have to tell me. If I'm on, to, if I'm, you have to. If I am off the deep end, I am sick of this. I am so sick of these stories. Every freaking month, every few weeks, it's another one. Some idiot, nut job, wackadoodle kid gets his hands on guns and goes and sprays up masses of people. And every week we hear the same thing. We can't do anything about it. We can't really do anything about it. It's not the guns. I know it's not the guns. I know that the person's evil. I know he's a monster. But for heaven's sakes, Diana, is it asking too much that if someone is supposed to go through a background check, that it is a real background check and that we eliminate the wackadoodles, the nut jobs, and the psychopaths? Is that too much? Let me add to your arsenal of of arguments to support what you're saying. The New York Post just reported yesterday this headline, Texas school shooter Salvador Ramos tried to buy gun for eight months. He tried to buy a gun illegally for eight months, couldn't do it. The minute he turned 18, he passed the background check and he got the guns. So the illegal world was harder on this kid than the legal world. So I think that that supports your argument. There's something wrong with the background checks. However, let me add that we should all be very skeptical of the we have to do something solutions that punish everybody else but the doer. I agree so when with that. You say, when you say, you know, we've, enough is enough, we've got... Be careful not to agree with the premise that doing something involves 
leftist solutions. Because doing something is code for laws, regulations, which, as you see in any Democrat-run city, they have that. We have that living experiment of their ideas. And they absolutely backfire, literally. So I agree with you. I think there is something wrong with the process of giving these license approvals to people. There's something missing. It needs to be looked at. But also, do not use that language, I would caution you, of we have to do something. I think we have to absolutely change what we're doing now. But doing something, quote unquote, is too open-ended. It is a slippery slope. And I'm just saying be very, very skeptical of the leftist solutions because we see what the leftist solutions are. It's not like we have to guess. You look at Chicago, those are the leftist solutions. So I'm agreeing with you on one point, but I'm just saying be careful on the other. All right. Let me amend and revise and amend my remarks then. We have to do something that has substance in it that does not take away the rights of legal gun ownership to American citizens who are not nut psychopaths and criminals. And that something is making sure that if we're going to do a real background check, that it is real, that we don't let these psychopaths slip through the system. And that is it. I have said all along, whenever I hear Democrats talk about common sense gun laws, it makes me nervous because the Democrats have no common sense. They have right. no common sense. And whatever they, whatever they call common sense laws are meant to take away freedoms from the American people. Right. And I don't want that. But when you tell me that we do have in place background laws, and then we see time and time again, this Dylan Roof guy that killed all those people up in Charleston, he bought his guns legally the same as this Cretan did. This, this, this other guy that shot up the people in Buffalo, New York, same deal. Within two weeks, we have two 18-year-olds that fit a similar profile, kill over 30 people. This makes, yeah. this is, this, we cannot, this is unsustainable. We cannot continue to have these episodes. And there's evidence now coming out on all of the shooters, as always happens afterwards, of there were red flags, there were people who knew what they were, there were chat rooms, there's all kinds of records. In fact, in the Buffalo shooter, apparently there was a retired federal agent involved in the chat room who could have warned somebody that this this person was about to go off. So this idea, we have this surveillance state that can find every phone that was near the Capitol on January 6th, but yet the surveillance state is never used to pick up these people in chat rooms who are basically outright threatening to shoot up uh, either a spree or a school or a concert or whatever. So we're not using our resources properly, and I agree with you that the background check needs to be tightened. Okay. Let us talk about one of your favorite people. Oh. <laughs> former, oh, man. former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. 
<laughs> James, it is only for you that I will discuss this person. But okay, go ahead. Ask the question. <laughs> uh, Paul Ryan was on CNBC Squawk Box this week. He says that <laughs> 10 years ago, lawmakers tried to climb a meritocracy in Congress, but today it's different. Today, today, it's that our Congress is filled with with entertainers on both sides of the aisle, and it's bad. It's bad. His problem. We can't get anything done because all we have are clowns and entertainers in Congress these days. We don't have people that really know what they're doing. What? <laughs> Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan says this. Paul Ryan, the Fox board member, went on CNBC's Squawk Box to complain about entertainment media and politics. He took time out, okay, from holding his fundraiser for Liz Cheney and for campaigning for Representative Tom Rice of South Carolina, who voted for Trump's uh, impeachment. So he took time out for that to basically complain about people who have a following or who are popular, the jealousy that reeks from every sentence this guy utters, that he is upset that people are not reaching across the aisle and compromising, which is, in his view, how the Congress was designed. But yet they are basically fighting with each other, which reminds me of what you just said like an hour ago, uh, reminding us that Rush said gridlock is a good thing. Right. Well, Ryan doesn't like gridlock because nobody's reaching across. He's a reacher. And so he's upset that nobody's reaching enough. So, you know, I'm telling you, he's upset because in his let me ask you this question. In his long history in politics, has he ever succeeded in convincing and persuading anybody to do anything? What is his record of accomplishment? Yes, he has, Diana. Yes, he has. Compromise. No, 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 no. He succeeded in in, uh, in making sure that when President Trump tried to secure the borders, that right. he would stick a knife, a political knife, in Donald right. Trump's back every single day. That when Donald Trump tried to get things done for the American people, he mouthed, he mouthed that he was in support of it, and then did everything he could, just like John Kerry, to undermine President Trump and everything that conservatives, which he claimed to be, Wanted to right. enact. That's what Paul right. Ryan got accomplished. Nothing but yep. treachery and deceit. That's yes, what he got and accomplished. And he also couldn't convince the country to vote for him and his partner, Mitt Romney. So he's talking about how great his, you know, persuasive powers were. Well, he didn't win the debate with our friend Joe Biden for the vice presidential position. He took a dive on that debate. So, I mean, this guy is talking out of his other orifices to basically talk about his preference of policymaking and reaching across the aisle and how today nobody's doing that. Well, I am glad people are actually fighting, if they are, in Congress, because that's what it was designed for, not for reaching across the aisle with corrupt deals. And that reminds me of what you were talking about before, your story about the school lunch money being held back by the Biden administration, federal funding 
if they didn't go along with the boys and girls rooms that anybody could use any uh, bathroom that they want. Let me remind you, remember when President Trump made the rhetorical threat about sanctuary cities. He says, we're going to pull back funding, federal funding, if someone is not going to obey the laws of this country. The Democrats were within four seconds with lawsuits. Where are the Republicans? I realize that's a question you could ask about almost every issue, but where are the Republicans on the school funding? They're taking food away from children. They are threatening food. And yet I hear not one single word from any Republican who is saying we're going to court. We this will not stand. Have you heard a single Republican? Not one word, not one word, not one word. They're too busy, apparently, trying to figure out how they can. I I don't know. I'm going to try to be nice, but no, not a word. These, Why these, are you going to try and be nice? Let me ask you that question. I think that they deserve anger and they deserve pushing from the people to get in there and fight for us. Well, right now they're too busy fundraising too for the midterms. They, they haven't spoken a word about anything. Have you noticed, with the exception of Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Louis right. Gohmert, um, Jim Jordan, and a few others, most of the time, the entire Republican Party has been silent on every single issue that has come before the American public this year. Yeah, and they're, rep- they're fundraising for the midterms, fighting every single endorsement or almost every single endorsement of Trump's. So they are. this is a battle within the Republican Party, the voters versus the leadership and the structure of the Republican Party, because that's what they've been putting their energies into. Are they fighting for us? No. Are they supporting their their leader, President Trump? No. They're doing everything, as you say, to stab us and him in the back. And that has been going on a very long time, and this needs to be sorted out at the ballot box in the midterms. And when it does get so let me just leave you, because we have less than a minute here. <clears throat> have you noticed all of these liberals that are lying in the mainstream press saying that Donald Trump's endorsement influence has waned. Donald Trump has had more endorsees win than any other president in recent memory. It is 90 to 6. That 90 is one, 6 laws. Yes, exactly right. So they loved, I mean, there have been some high-profile losses. There was one, you know, there were several this last go-round. However, they, there's the reason that the candidates tra- trail down to Mar-a-Lago and want his endorsement because it is the only one that is valuable within the Republican Party. Paul Ryan, they're not going to his house to ask for his endorsement. Amen to that. Princess Di, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you, as always, the voice of reason and sanity. <laughs> thank you, Sir James. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. We are here. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Your call is coming up. Don't go away. Back right after this. WABC Talk Radio 77. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Uh-huh, here we are, back in the 80s. Uh, Billy Ocean. 
Gotta be unclean. On WABC Talk Radio 77. I was listening to um, the promo for Ramsey Mazda's Sinatra show with Joe Piscopo. I got to tell you, there is a documentary on Frank Sinatra. Now, I know a lot of people have dumped Netflix, but there is a documentary on Frank Sinatra on Netflix that is, for you Sinatra fans, it is an astounding, astoundingly well-produced documentary on the life of Frank Sinatra. I love Frank Sinatra. I think Frank Sinatra is a hero in the music industry, let alone an amazing vocalist. And, and I think people have forgotten now how good a singer in his prime, Frank Sinatra was an incredible vocalist. And I just, I just, I, I, it, this documentary is so wealth, so worth going to get at. Where are we going on the phones uh, right now? My screener program just dumped on me. I can't see it anymore. Uh, where, so where are we going, guys? Gail, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. a Snurley. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Good morning, James. I was listening to your last segments, and, I, and uh, Lady Di touched on a lot of points. She's so informative also. She researches. Anyway, in what you were talking about before, I want you to know I treasure and love the great freedoms of our country, and so do most of the people that are coming here uh, hiking, swimming, drowning, and climbing. But there are rules. My kids adopted a little rescue puppy years ago. They had to have their house seen by two people from the group where the dog puppy was going to live. They had to go to the vet that that group chose a few times. So there are rules that people follow. Um, I think the cases that you were talking about with the, you know, young people that got these guns at a very, you know, young age, uh, there has to be, I guess, stricter rules. I think that the signs were there, and the ball was dropped by the powers that be, that cliche uh, saying. Um, I remember the time when they would say, if you see something, say something. Uh, but now they do nothing. They don't follow up. Uh, I've seen this in children uh, being abused in homes where people said, yeah, I saw that child had black and blue marks, and the next thing you know, the poor child isn't here anymore. And um, that's what I have to say, James. I enjoy your show. Thank goodness for it. It's very informing. Thank you so much, Gail. And I want to hear from you again, Gail. And let me just address that. You know, this is for all of us that have, that want to have faith in government. And this is what is so dangerous about government bureaucracies. We invest all these billions of dollars and billions and billions of dollars. In fact, now it's no longer billions. It's actually trillions of dollars. And the American people pay trillions of dollars for government services, and they are not held to account. And and this is the discrepancy between the quote-unquote private sector and government. When you have companies that are offering, offering goods and services to the American public and they don't deliver, one of two things usually happens. They go out of business because the customer base is unhappy, or they end up in court for malfeasance. In our government this doesn't happen. I am not saying that we need new laws 
But what I am saying is that we need to have background checks are already the law. How do these killers get past the background checks? There's something wrong with the background checks. Fix it. Just like Gail was saying, there's something wrong with these agencies that are supposed to look after the needs of children. How do so many children continue to get abused and fix it? How do so many people come into this country when we have supposedly border security? Well, that is because the Biden administration has dismantled that arm of government. Fix it. And the only way you can fix that is to get rid of Joe Biden's administration because they are for open borders, for violating the laws of America, which is, to me, inconceivable that the White House, the border security is a constitutionally required duty. This needs to be fixed. Government is the failure in so many of these things. And so, Gail, your point is dead on, sadly, dead on. Let's go to Daytona Beach in Florida. Tony, welcome. You're on WABC Worldwide, James Golden. Hey, hey, Tony, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, James. Uh, It took me 30 years to get through to you first and then maybe to rush, but I claim this as a success. I've always respected and admired you. But my point was, as Mr. Producer was saying, uh, it is a slippery slope because we do have these systems in place. Mental health and the police were called to that killer's house for domestic disputes numerous times. And somehow that did not flag in the system. You just communicated a story that explains that he had a harder time from the black market getting an illegal gun than he did through the legal means. So where the I think the weakness is, is somebody is not inputting the information into the database so that when he goes to a gun store to purchase a gun, at least another investigation can be opened to see if that young man was worthy of possessing a firearm. Because if not, all you are doing is putting more restrictions upon the law-abiding citizen whom you probably walk by or I might walk by 30 or 40 times a day and they might be carrying a pistol or something like that. We would never know because they're law-abiding. But it's that, I think that's where the weakness is in the system is actually getting this information into the database so that when he walks into a gun store, uh, he bought his when weapons online. He, he bought his weapons online. Number one. No, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Tony, at all. See, but we, I think what we. But but this is so complicated in a way. I know what happened at Parkland because we really spent some. I really spent some time doing some research as to what happened in Parkland. And one of the things that complicated matters in Parkland was the Obama administration. These are the people that are always wagging their fingers in our face, telling us what we should do, what we need to do. But one of the things that Obama did and his Department of Education, just like the Biden administration, is screwing up the Department of Education even further today. What they did was the usual. They said everything's racist. What, what, what are you talking about, James? Here's what I'm talking about. The Obama administration took the stance that too many black and Hispanic kids 
in school are being cited, suspended, and thrown out for disciplinary problems. And they attributed that, the suspension rate, and the 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 rate of, of kids being tossed out of school to racism. And so what they said was, we're going to lessen the standard where this has to be reported. They called it the school-to-jail pipeline. And so this is what happened with the Parkland shooter. He had committed numerous offenses that would have had him in front of the police department in Florida. In, 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 in the locale in Florida where it was Broward County, I believe. But Broward County had no record of it because of the Obama policies that said we can't tell the police what happened. And so when this kid went to buy a gun, there was nothing in his background that prohibited it. And, of course, there was no follow-up from somebody really investigating the kid. This is just, oh, there's nothing there, let's go past it. Nobody really does a thorough investigation because if they had, they would have found that this kid was a lunatic. But because of the so-called racism, and let me talk about that for a moment. It is true, ladies and gentlemen, that black kids and Hispanic kids do have a higher rate of suspension for behavior problems. You know what's also true? It's also true that disproportionate to race, black kids and Hispanic kids don't obey authority in schools. They do misbehave. I'm sorry. That's not racist. That's realism. Now, back in the day, if you didn't behave your school in school, number one, if you had parents like mine, my dad threatened me when I was young. If I have to ever come up to school because the teacher said you did something wrong, that's your ass. And I understood that. And he said, I will be up there. And you will be embarrassed in front of your entire class if you act up in school. All right? Parents don't do that. They want to come in and start fighting the teacher. All right? And then they come in, and there's so much violence in some of these schools and intimidation and thuggery and criminal behavior. Young thugs in waiting. And so Obama's administration comes in and looks at this sorry set of circumstances and declares it's all racism instead of really addressing the problem. And then they prohibit the school system from telling the police things that the police should know about these young thugs. Then when these young thugs get guns and go out and kill people, everybody's surprised. What I am saying to everybody We have to get serious about backgrounds. Yes, Glenn, I listened to the album. It is awesome. I just saw a call come in. I may not be able to get to it. I listened to the album this week. It is, this is the Al Demiola album. It is amazing. We have to get serious about backgrounds. If we're going to say we do background, background investigations, we really need to do it. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Back after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. 
I asked for this one because I just wanted to hear it. MJ. Man. In the mirror. WABC Talk Radio 77. There were so many children weeping this week. I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine what these kids went through in that classroom. You know, one girl, it was reported 11-year-old, she said that she smeared herself with blood. And she didn't say whose blood. Maybe it was one of her classmates. And then lay there and pretended to be dead. And that's how she escaped. We, as a society, we cannot tolerate this, folks. <sighs> Let's get back to the phones. Pennsylvania Park. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden. How are you, Park? Good morning, James. Good morning, James. How are you? Great to talk to you. I'm great. I'm great to talk to you. Uh, we've talked before. Uh, two points now, because listening to your show, I always uh, end up with other ideas I have to talk about. But uh, initially, I was going to say the, the teacher who had the pride flag, I wonder if uh, she would be as tolerant if the next teacher over had a blue line flag hanging in their room, or if that would be offensive to her. The blue and, uh, line flags, and by the way, tried. those flags that support law enforcement. And, boy, when you put those up, liberals object like crazy. They claim they're racist, bigoted, blah, 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 the usual stuff. So go ahead, Pac. What's the next thing? Well, I'm retired law enforcement, and I'm uh, I'm wondering, with all these background checks, to talk about these 18-year-old kids, we've coddled these kids so much that any youthful treatment they get before they're 18 gets sealed. And how are they going to find out if an 18-year-old had a criminal record or any juvenile offense if everything is sealed? We, we, we seal all those records, and now we can't get to them anymore. And nobody knows what they did when they were 15 or 16 years old. That is so true. <clears throat> and, I, you know, I don't know how that plays into the role of the background checks, whether they can look at these sealed records, but you just raised something I hadn't thought of, and that is so many. Right, in juvie, the records are sealed. So how do you do? How do you find those records? How do you find access to that information if you're doing background checks? Pac, thank you for bringing that up. Great point. Be well. Thank you, my friend. You be well too. Let us go to Ralph in New Jersey. Ralph, thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this morning? Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, Bo. Uh, if we follow the logic, uh, people kill people. Guns do not kill people. Okay. If we put guns in the wrong hand, that is not going to turn out into a positive outcome. That has been proven time and time and time again. Okay? So in this regard, there is a question that is beginning to be asked because Joseph Biden really is just finding a way to take away your gun, in my opinion. Okay? Why do you think this kind of situation is not happening in China, Bo? 
Well, what number one, wait a minute. Well, on. Why do I think this is not happening in China? Number one, we wouldn't know if it is because the Chinese government, the commies over there, only allow the media to report on certain information, and a lot of truth of what is happening in that country is suppressed, and the world doesn't know. Now, as to the other thing, the people in China are disarmed. You can't have regular average citizen in China owning arms, and neither in some of the other Asian countries or some of the nations in Europe. And that is why the government can march all over people. And, and this is one of the reasons why I support the Second Amendment. And you will continue to hear me say I support the Second Amendment. I will say it again. We have over 300 million guns in America, over 170 million gun owners. There's no nation on earth silly enough to try to invade America. Because if you do, your troops aren't walking out of this country alive. And the Second Amendment has protected America's freedom since the beginning of America. So I am a firm Second Amendment supporter. That, at the same time, doesn't mean that I want loosey-goosey background checks that lets these psychopaths, these nut wackadoodles, have guns. Let us go to, and thank you for the call. I so appreciate it, Ralph. Annette in Rockland County. How are you, Annette? Thank you for waiting. Hi, I'm great. I, I'm, I and some of my staunch Democratic friends agree totally with every conversation that's been held today so far. I just have a quickie. Um, about the student loan forgiveness program, no one ever mentions that Alexandria Cortez still has a loan. She was I think um, embarrassed and paid some $10,000 into it. But she still owns $20,000. So will she qualify for this forgiveness program? It depends on her income. She just announced that she's uh, uh, engaged. Right. Alexandria Alexandria Cortez. Right. Right. I mean, it just makes my blood boil. If she makes $150,000 or less, she'll get the $10,000 from Joe. If her salary is over $150,000, yet. Mm-hmm. I feel so sorry for her. I hope yeah, she me too. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm being very sarcastic. Listen, have a phenomenally great, you have a wonderful program. Love listening to you. As I said, a lot of my staunch Democratic friends agree with you and others on this station. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Annette. Hope you have a great uh, weekend yourself. Let us go to Eddie in Staten Island. Eddie, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden. Good morning, James. I mean, I love you, man. The way, the way you inform people, look, there are three quick things that the American people have to do to take the fight against Democrats. When they come across something that they don't like, fight like a Democrat. Fight against things that you don't agree, and we have seen evidence that it goes away. The second is uncover Mitch McConnell rhinos that are running for office and trying to push out Trump uh, supporters. Uh, the third is engage the voting process in primaries and the general election. The American people have to get out. It is their responsibility to make the changes at the political level to get what we want. And I, I can't even tell you how important this whole thing is because it is disgusting what is happening to our children, the psychological damage through the pandemic, the, the opening the door for pedophiles to, um, you know, to be victimized. No, all of this has to be answered at the political level, and we need to be engaged. James, I love you, man. Thank you, Eddie, so much love right back, bro. 
Appreciate it. Andrew and Stan Hope, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, WABCradio.com. You're on with James Golden. What's up, Andrew? I love you, too. And you could never sound like a liberal because your voice is too cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank, and, uh, thank you. Yeah, Lady Di basically said it exactly right. It's like uh, we all want better background checks that obviously the background checks are not legitimate and that there's always red flags. So so we need, you know, authentic or, you know, actually serious background checks and red, red flag laws. And uh, the difference between the guy from Sparta and myself or the, the left is that I don't see it, the world through rose-colored glasses. I know there's going to be sh- shootings in Chicago. I lived in South Orange right down the street every weekend almost. There were shootings in East Orange, and they're all done with illegal guns. In Newark, when I was working as a video journalist, the gang kids shot another kid, and then they oozied the houses randomly. Obviously, the gun was illegal. Michelle Obama went to um, Chicago once and said, oh, this young girl got shot in the crossfire, so we need stricter gun laws. But the gun was already illegal. So, like, is it going to be doubly? I don't understand. Like, she's complaining when the gun, the shooting was illegal, the gun's illegal. So, so uh, you know, I'm, I want real background checks, thorough, but I'm not a— you know, in a fantasy, I know how many shootings that And are, I want the criminals that use real, and I want these criminals that use illegal guns in jail, not on the street, like Alvin Bragg and his progressive Democrats do. Turn them loose. They should be in jail. And these killings in all of these blue cities every week, we turn a blind eye to it. We become immune to it. They're just as horrific as what happens in these schools. And while I'm at it, the genocide that is happening in these cities as well, inside Planned Parenthood locations that are strategically placed in minority neighborhoods, that needs to be addressed too. In other words, we have to have a society that once again respects the sanctity of life and that understands that life comes from the Creator. And it is the ultimate gift that we all experience, having a human life. And we shouldn't take it for granted, nor should we take for granted the fact that taking a life is a serious matter that must be addressed. And for people that commit these vile acts, there has to be appropriate punishment. Look, these mass killers, you can go down the line, that are still sitting on death row. And then Gavin Newsom comes along and says, oh, never mind. Never mind your death row sentence. We'll just let you out. There's part of this that has to deal with punishment, and that part has to be taken seriously, too. We are in the final minute. Sorry for all the calls we could not get to, and there are so many. But we tried our best. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. We are back Monday with Boston Early's Rush Hour, 4 p.m., live, worldwide, on the 77 WABC app or online at wabcradio.com. And, of course, at 77 WABC Talk Radio. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And pray for our country. We need it so bad. God bless you. We'll see you on Tuesday. Happy Memorial Day. We'll see you on Monday, actually. I'll be here in one way or another. See you then. Bye.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.